You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fake rate like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To listen to the live stream, go to fakeologist.com forward slash radio free. Now, on with the audio chat. Is this thing on? We can only hope so. It is June 16, 2019. JLB coming to you at about 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday evening. Here in beautiful Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, this is Fakeologist Audio Chat. Brought to you by Fakeologist.com. Check out Fakeologist.com for all of your fakeology needs. Boy, have I got a lot to talk about tonight. Don't know if the voice will hold out. It's been a lot of talking the last few hours, but... I feel like doing a little bit more talking. And you, the good people of fakeologist.com, will be the beneficiaries. So what are we going to talk about on this audio chat? Why don't we talk about a realology? Yes, you see, realology is sweeping the media fakery landscape. Now, how big is the media fakery landscape? Well, we don't know. Some people believe there are thousands of media fakery aware people out there, which might well be the case. Others take a more conservative perspective on this and we think, no, it's probably more like a few hundred. A few hundred people around the world are aware that it's not just Sandy Hook in Boston. It is Cassidy Stay. It is whatever nonsense terrorism stories in your newspaper right now. It could even be things as seemingly trivial as car crashes somewhere 100 kilometres from the city of the newspaper reporting the story. There are fake stories everywhere. And that's just the fake news. Then you've got the fake science, the fake evolution, the fake dinosaurs. How many people are aware of all of this? The, the fakery, not just the media fakery, just the fakery in general. Maybe it's a few thousand men. I mean, it's nice to imagine that, I guess. But yeah, I think a few hundred is probably more realistic. It's so hard to know, isn't it? So hard to know. But what is sweeping the media fakery subsegment lately is realology. This notion that things are actually real after all. I'll give an example. There's a group of people who claim to understand that nuclear bombs are a hoax. They claim to understand that nuclear bombs, contrary to what the television and the textbooks at school tell us, are in fact a hoax. They never existed. They never will exist. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Period. There are people who claim to understand this. But some of these very same people will turn around and tell you that war is real. Or if you suggest to them that war is not real, or that you do not believe war is real, they will start arguing with you about it. Effectively arguing that war is real. Can you imagine that? On fakeologist.com, people trying to tell you, no, no, war is not fake, war is real. But you agree that nuclear bombs are fake, yeah. And you know that they claim to have dropped atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yep. And so that's a story that was told by both sides in that part of the war, the Japanese and the US, and it's told by all countries. Okay, all, all countries tell the same story, that these atomic bombs are dropped. You understand that? Yep. 
So you understand that the people telling you, which is all of the authorities, people telling you that the nuclear or the atomic bombs are real, are the same people telling you that the trenches and the mustard gas and all this other crap, the war itself was real. You understand that? Yep. But you believe that the rest of the war was real? Uh-huh. And you don't see a problem with any of this? No. How can you say? How can you say that war is a hoax? How can you say? I'll tell you how I can say that. Because war is a hoax. Period. And anybody who tells you otherwise is in fact a liar. Or a parrot who is parroting lies from other people. End of story. Now, if you want to come to me and try and tell me that war is real, and that I should mourn people... How many people should I mourn? Those of you, those of you who have taken up the realology baton, those of you who want to be realologists, and tell us all that war is real, and how can you say that war is a hoax? Those of you who want to be of this bent, how many people should I be mourning the death for? How many thousands or millions of people perished as a result of World War I, World War II, Vietnam, Korea? You tell me. Give me a ballpark figure. Because I'm telling you right now, it's all fake. Okay? People will die from strategic relocation and demolition, just like people die on all major construction sites, or all major types of construction sites. There are accidents, and there are occasionally deaths. Build a bridge, people might die. Build a major apartment complex, people might fall, hurt themselves, die in hospital. It happens. If a project takes 10 years to completion, some of the people who start on that project will die of natural or non-construction related causes during the period of that construction. This is how the world works. And so it is with the six years of World War II, 39 to 45. People will have died during that time, of course. But this notion that you've got people on opposing sides firing rifles, throwing grenades at each other, yeah, in trenches, yeah, driving tanks, through fortified positions, just like in the movies. The idea that that's real, that's a lie, that's a hoax. And all of you realologists out there are parroting a lie. And what I'm here to do is to ask you why you're doing this. Well, are you just arguing with John LeBond for the sake of it? I think some of you might be. You see, lately I've been out mixing with the regular people. God love the regular people. There's something about them I find endlessly fascinating. And many of them are nice people. Nice, friendly people. They make me feel good to be around. Of course, I have to keep a lot of who I really am to myself so as not to offend or to cause problems. But there's something nice about being around good normies. Not all of the normies are good. Some of them are boring and very self-centered and uh, not enjoyable to be around. But many of the normies are very pleasant, good senses of humor, and uh, a nice attitude about life, and I like that. But I've been out with the normies more over the last week or two than usual. I've been trying to get out and meet people. Because when you're traveling all alone, man, loneliness is a killer. Let me tell you, loneliness is a real killer. It's important to, for me anyhow, to try and get out there and just talk to people. And so I've been doing that lately. And I've been reminded that a lot of the normies are contrarians. A lot of them have this contrarian streak. And let me share with you an anecdote. I was out with some normies recently. And for the most part, they were fun, pleasant, it was good. Uh, but by the end of the evening, it occurred to me that I'd wasted some of my time with a contrarian. Because by the end of the evening, he was arguing positions that he never would have argued had I not brought up my opinion. My opinion being that Kuala Lumpur is a beautiful city, and it is, compared to places like Melbourne or Brisbane, a better place to live. That's my opinion. He wasn't arguing about whether or not it was a better place to live. What he wanted to argue about was that there's problems here, which I agreed with him about. 
But then he wanted to proceed to tell me how dangerous it is. Well, hold on a second here, champ. I've been here for almost two months. I've lived in many different parts of this place now. How many have I stayed in? Well, I've been here one, two, three, four, five. This is my fifth, fifth place in two months. I've been in the central. I've been just south of the central. I've been in the northeast. Now I'm here in the west, west, southwest, I suppose. So I've been in a few different places. Now, I don't know the whole city, of course. You can't claim to know a whole city from two months of being there. But I think you can get a bit of a read of a place. And one thing I haven't read here is danger. But all this guy wanted to tell me about was how dangerous it was and his gangs with machetes and all this kind of nonsense. And to cut a very long story short, I started reflecting on the rest of the conversations we'd had that night and it occurred to me, hold on, this guy was constantly taking an, op- an opposite view. And I remembered, oh yeah, people do this. People will take the opposite view for the sake of it, not because their opinions are different. They will take the opposite view. I had a similar experience about a week prior to that. And I look back through my life and I've actually wasted a lot of time dealing with contrarians. Dealing with contrarians, thinking that what they wanted was a conversation to try and arrive at some kind of common ground or some kind of truth. I've got this perspective, you've got that perspective. Let's test out these perspectives, consider different evidence, or look at how we're arriving at our conclusions. Uh, maybe we can assist each other here. But in fact, a lot of the normies, man, that's not what they're... They're not presenting an opposite view because that's their opinion. They're presenting an opposite view because that's what they do. That's all they can do. They don't really have their own opinions. All they can ever do is be contrary to the ones being presented. We call these people contrarians. So I caught the grab. I caught the grab. Home grab is like a version of Uber. So it's, you know, ride sharing. Ride sharing. Of course, not really ride sharing. It's just a new way to do the taxi industry. It's a disruptive technology, one that has my complete support, mind you. The gig economy is an economy I like. I'm all for it. That's another topic for another day. So I'm chatting with this lovely gentleman on the way home. He was really cool. Really cool. Uh, Some of the grab drivers here are just cool people, man. Sometimes I think, man, I just want to pay this guy just to drive around. The the grabs are so cheap here. How much would it cost just to drive around? 40 40 ringgit? Mate, he's he's 50. Let's just drive for an hour, dude. Just take take me all around the ring roads here. Fuck it. Let's just chat. Pardon my language. Uh, but on this occasion, I was uh, chatting with this lovely fellow, and I said to him, hey, man, I want your opinion. What do you think of the safety here in KL? And he gave me such a sensible answer. He was like, well, KL's like any city. There'll be some areas that are dangerous, some areas you don't go, that you don't intentionally go out of your way to go to. But for the most part, it's pretty safe and you'll be fine, which is exactly my experience. I hadn't told this guy my opinion. So I said to him, well, you know, man, I was just hanging out with some people, and... One or two in particular were trying to tell me how dangerous it is, man. They were talking about gangs and machetes and all this kind of stuff. Do you know anything about this? And what the guy said to me was, well, there are bad areas, like I said, but no, for the most part, you're going to be safe. And of course, like, he just reiterated his original point. And I said to him, man, I wish you were there tonight. I was just chatting with these people and they were trying to tell me how dangerous it was. And I was telling them how great this city is, but all they wanted to do was tell me how bad it is. And he said to me, yeah, well... Uh, maybe these people just wanted to talk to you, La. La is a word they added at the end of their sentences here, for some reason. And he's like, yeah, they will, they will take the other position just to keep the conversation going. Because if they agree with you, then the conversation stops, La. So if they don't want to talk to you, then they'll just agree with you. They'll just say, yeah, 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 to everything you say, just to move on. They don't want to talk to you. If they were just arguing with you, then that means they wanted to talk to you, La. And I was like, holy shit, man. This guy has nailed it. This guy's got it right from the start. These, these people, some people, not all people, only some people, they'll be contrarians. They'll argue with you just to have a conversation with you. And I think that's what's going on here at fakeologist.com with a few people. 
The only way they can get attention... They can't get attention with their own opinions because they've got no opinions. They've got no insights. Yeah? They haven't got their own thesis. Okay? They haven't done the research and come up with their own original ideas. Check those ideas. They don't have their own hypotheses, man. They've got no work. Where's their work? Where's their articles? Where's their... They haven't got any, man. They've got nothing. They haven't got their own work because they haven't got their own opinions and vice versa. All they've got is the ability to argue to get attention. And so I think here at fakeologist.com, we've got a few people who are posing as intellectuals, as thinkers, posing as people who understand media fakery. But in fact, all these people have is arguing because they're contrarians. Or they're contrarians because all they've got is arguing. And so JLB comes along. JLB gets a bit of attention. JLB's done a lot of work to get that attention, mind you. This has been a five-year journey, and it just keeps on going. I didn't just rock up yesterday. A lot of effort's gone into this. And these people see JLB getting a bit of attention. They think, man, I want that attention. How can I get that attention? Easy. I'm going to argue with him. That's what I'm going to do. I don't think this is a conscious thing. I don't think these creatures are necessarily conscious or self-aware in the way that maybe some people are. Some of these contrarians, I don't think, are thinking through this consciously. It's not an intentional thing that they're doing, but it's what they're doing. And so by arguing the point against myself or against Dave J, what they can achieve is attention, which is all they really want. That's all they crave. That's all they yearn for. The truth means nothing to these people. Objective reality means nothing to these people. What they want is attention. And I have enabled this. It's been my mistake. Just as it was my mistake this evening, I should have identified, hold on, this guy's a contrarian. I should have identified earlier, hold on bro, do you, hold on, are you, if I said to you that this place is dangerous, would you be agreeing with me or would you be arguing against me right now? That's what I should have done. And I've learnt my lesson now. I have, I have a new tactic for the next time that this comes up. Because I'm bound to meet people who disagree with me and who actually have their own opinions. It's actually their opinion, what they're saying. They're not just disagreeing with me, that will happen. You would think. But there will be times when people are just taking the opposite opinion. This has happened so many times in the past, it's taken me a very long time to fully understand. And I still don't think I fully understand it. I think I'm still coming to terms with how common this is, that people have no opinions of their own. All they have is the ability to argue. I think I'm only just becoming aware of all of this. So I still don't fully understand it. But as my understanding gets better, we'll see if I can implement new ways to uh, minimise wasted time. Because while I was wasting time with old mate, I could have been talking to other more interesting people, hearing their stories, man. Some people are living interesting lives, even if they have no awareness of media fakery or any of the science fake or anything. Even if they are complete lemmings in, in that sense, they still have very interesting lives that they can tell you about. And that's what I should have been uh, spending my time doing. But instead I spend a lot of, a lot of it uh, trying to be... Re- Once someone goes down the path of having no opinions and just arguing for the sake of it, they're not reasonable anymore. Uh, at best, you're going to waste your time. And I could forgive myself if I'd been drinking. When you're drinking, it's so easy to just, yeah, chat with anyone about anything. Who gives a shit, yeah? I get very happy when I drink. But tonight, I was stone cold sober. Apart from caffeine, which I'm starting to realise is a quite serious drug. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm probably still high on caffeine a little bit, actually. What time is it now? Yeah, 12. Yes, um, so, so I shouldn't say sober. But in terms of alcohol, no, no alcohol in the system, man. I think I'm up to almost three weeks without a drop this time around. So really there's no excuse, man, no excuse for wasting that much time with the contrarian. And unfortunately, just as I enabled old mate tonight, I've been enabling people like Gaia. I've been enabling what he does here. And so for that, I would like to offer an apology 
to all of these self-aware thinking people out there at fakeologist.com, which might only be five or ten people. I'm not sure. You know, I think I think the audience here is probably in the low hundreds, maybe maybe one fifth to two hundred. I would think is the the nominal audience, and then any given audio chat might attract maybe a hundred listens. Would be my guess. If if Ab wants to, he can uh, he can confirm the real details. He can release his or stats or his uh, download files with the statistics if he wants to. You know, if I was like me personally, I do release that information on my website, but um, I don't think there's any need to do that. Ab can just tell us if I'm wrong. Maybe he knows that the audience is larger than that. But whatever the case might be, I think it is in that low hundreds, the normal audience. And, uh, and so from that audience, how many are self-aware and capable of thinking about their own thoughts? It might be as few as five or ten. I'm not sure. If you look at the evidence objectively, take a step back and think about it, there are a lot of data points to suggest that some of the people here, they're not self-aware, they can't think about their own thinking, and that's why they're not making any progress. That's why they're arguing the same dumb shit now they were two years ago, no progress. How can you make progress if you're not self-aware? And not all people are self-aware, man. Not all people can think, why do I think this and is it possible I'm wrong? I'm going to challenge what I think I know. Not many people are capable of that, man. Which is probably why your main man, JLB, coming to you from Brisbane at the time, was the first person to say, hey, guys, did you know that the official story of how they know the mass of, of Mars is from heavy balls in a shed? Did you know that? Yeah? Did, you, did anyone know that? Were you guys aware of that? You know when you go to Wikipedia... If you go to Mars, the planet, the so-called planet Mars, you go there, it'll tell you the mass. It's like 6.1 something times 10 to the 20 or whatever. So that's humongous, man. That's a very dense. That's what, that's what we would call heavy if it was here on Earth. Of course, it's not. It's very massive. It's very dense. Holy shit, man. But how do they know that? Did you guys know the way that they determine that is through using the mass of Earth? And then the way that they determine the mass of Earth is with these heavy balls in a shed by a guy called Cavendish a couple hundred years ago. Shit! Did you know that? No, you probably didn't. Not until JLB came along. Yeah. And why did JLB come along and do that? Because JLB, back before he started talking in the third person, was thinking, you know what? I could be wrong. Holy crap, man. I was wrong about Sandy Hook. I thought it was real. I was wrong about Boston. thought it was real. I was wrong about a lot of things. I thought Osama Bin Laden was real. I thought the planes were real. I was wrong about a lot of things, man. Holy shit, I could be wrong about anything. Best I go look into this. Why do I believe that the experts know? I've always just trusted it. Okay, I'll go and find out the expert story. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on just one second here. Cavendish experiment? I've never heard of this. I want to learn more. <laughs> Torsion balance, okay. Telescope. The 1700s. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? What the fuck? No, this can't be the story. No way. I'm going to check another source. <laughs> oh dear. Oh shit, man. Holy shit. No way. Does anybody else know about this? Is anyone else talking about this? Maybe the good people at Clues Forum are talking about this. <laughs> oh, they've got a thread about gravity. This might be just the place. <laughs> Nothing. All right, I'll do a quick search here. Go to the search function, Cavendish. <laughs> Nothing. What the f- but these, 
These are meant to be the people looking into this stuff. And you're telling me that they don't know what? Does anyone know about this? That's it. I'm going to bring this up tonight. Live on the ball list, get the ground table, episode 11. Mare Zilla and Red's Rhetoric. Ah, Mr. Zilla, yes, that's a very convincing story you've got there. It took an hour for you to tell me that stupid story, but okay, let's, get to, let's cut to the chase here, bro. How do you know the mass of it? Oh, and all of a sudden you can hear his little paper in the background. You know, the guy had his notes. Cavendish experiment. Oh, damn, man. Damn, damn, damn. This motherfucker is here to tell me that his experts can determine the mass of the Earth with a torsion balance. Okay, that's heavy balls. Okay? Heavy lead balls hanging from the roof of a shed. Holy shit. So getting back to my question, why was some dude from Brisbane the first person to come along and point all this out? Because that dude from Brisbane is self-aware. He realises, hold on, I believe this story. I don't know where the story comes from. But it's easy to find out now. I'm going to find out. He reads a story, but he doesn't read the story as the truth. He reads it as a story. This is a story. It may be true, it may not be. Let me run it through my common sense filter. Hmm. Does it seem sensible to me that anybody could determine the mass of the earth with heavy balls hanging from a shed 200 years ago? No. No, it doesn't. That does not... No. I do not believe that story. Guess I'm going to have to challenge it now. And here we are. Yes. So a lot of people will come along and they'll say, JLB, man, you're a very arrogant person, man. You know, you talk in the third person, you talk about all these things you discovered, like you're so special. You know, like you've got you to tone it down, man. And, and some of those criticisms are fair. Can come across as arrogant. Even tonight in this call, talking in the third person. Man, don't talk in the third person. People hate that. Yeah, they've been trained to hate that. They've been trained to hate that. They've been trained to think that the only people who can be confident in themselves are people who have achieved success on the television, in politics, financially, yeah? People at the top of the system, those people can be confident, but not you, not anybody else. And, little lemmings, if you see another person at your level of society and he's very confident, drag that motherfucker down. Drag him down, yeah? Like crabs in a bucket. Drag that motherfucker down, yeah? Especially if he's saying that the stories of authority are not true, then you especially better drag that motherfucker down right now, right this instant. And so that's what the good little lemmings do. But you know what I do? When I see someone who is questioning the stories in their head and is willing to admit that they've been wrong, I respect it and I promote it and I do what I can to help get that out there. And I say to that person, man, thank you. Thank you for sharing with me what was in your mind when you started questioning it, what you found when you questioned it, and what you now believe. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Because that's magical to me. Because not many people who ever can or will do that. Not in this reality. Not as far as I can tell. There's me. There's a few people on my website. And that's about it. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. I admire it. And I respect it. And if any of the realologists out there right now can swallow their pride and try this... I'll be the first person to commend you for it as well. If you can say to yourself, why do I believe that millions of people die? If you can do that, ask yourself, why do you believe that? Do you believe it just because JLB says the opposite? Is that why you believe it? That's not a good reason to believe it, man. Do you believe it because you were told stories when you were a kid at school? That's not a good reason to believe it, man. Do you believe it because you've seen it in the movies? Dozens, hundreds, possibly thousands of times? That is not a good reason to believe it. Be honest with yourself. Why do you believe that millions of people died? 
Why do you believe there was ever a time when people were in trenches throwing mustard gas at each other? Why that? Here's that. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Audio Chat on Fakeologist.com. Once in a while, one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. And that clip is from Dark City, which was filmed apparently in Sydney. And so goes the story that some of it was filmed on the same sets as The Matrix. And it was filmed about the same time as well, late 1990s. What happens in the film Dark City? Well, people go to sleep and they're given new memories. They're given new lives. Because when you wake up this morning, you were whoever you woke up as, yeah? You woke up as a person who, what day is it today? Sunday. Today you had to go and watch your kids play sport. Or today you had to go to some barbecue with some committee that you're on because you kind of have to be. Or today was Sunday, you didn't have to do anything. You were free to sit around the house and drink alcohol or smoke weed or binge watch Netflix or do two or even three of all those things because you earned it because you worked Monday to Friday, you see. Or today is Sunday, actually is a work day for you. Perhaps you don't get a typical five, uh, nine to five, five day a week week. Perhaps you get a, a Sunday through uh, Thursday schedule, who knows what the case might be. But when you woke up this morning, you were who you woke up as, which seems like an obvious thing to say, except that you woke up and you took for granted what happened yesterday. Of course it was real, you remember it. You don't have to think about it. All you have to know is what day it is and then you get on with your routine, as do we all, this includes me. In the film Dark City, that routine is changed. Those memories are changed on a constant basis. The people who run the show are constantly messing with people's memories to see what happens next. If we make this person a rich person, what happens next? Make this person a poor person, what happens next? And they're observing to see. Almost like a giant test, like a way to simulate what is the human essence. And most people are oblivious to the fact that their entire reality is being changed, being manipulated. What they think they know, they don't really know. Most people are oblivious. But every now and then, one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. And for those who this does happen to, those with inner voices, whether you want to call that in a monologue or in a dialogue. For those who this happens to, they spend a lot of time thinking, why me? Why did this happen to me? Are there others out there? How many others are there? Why doesn't this happen to more people? You can see we're very disorienting. There's an argument to be made that maybe if you're going to be in a world where almost no one wakes up, you might be better off if no one does. There is a, there is a strong case to be made. Very strong case. Big wheels keep on turning, proud of Mary keeps on burning. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit. Weighing the earth with heavy balls in a shed. Holy shit, man. And nobody would have known. If it weren't for JLB. Oh, JLB, mate. Someone would have come along and found that out. Would they have? Well, how come that hadn't happened yet? Oh, well, just because, mate. Bloody, you know, maybe someone had worked it out. I've looked, okay. I've seen no reference to the Cavendish experiment by anybody before me, except for Miles Mathis. And at the conclusion of Miles Mathis's paper... What does he tell us? No, the Cavendish experiment is real, just their calculations are off. Excuse me? What the fuck? Pardon my language, guys. I've been very good at not swearing uh, around regular people, so it's all been building up inside. So we're letting it loose here at fakeologist.com, just ticking over into the 17th of June, 2019. Yes, thanks to Ad for facilitating all of this here at fakeologist.com. If you haven't checked out fakeologist.com, I do recommend it. There's a server here, a Discord server, which you can join and chat with people from around the world about all kinds of topics. I would add the caveat 
that there are people who are here who will give you the impression that they want to have an intelligent or rational conversation in which all parties could, in theory, change their opinions. They'll give you that impression. The evidence says something quite different. And if you are a little bit foolish, as I am, it can take you a very long time to realise what's really going on. I'll tell you what's going on. There's some contrarians here. And the only way they're ever going to get attention is to disagree with people like JLB. That's the only way they're going to get attention, man. They ain't got nothing else going on. They ain't doing any work. There's no articles, videos, podcasts. There's no exposition. Okay, they don't have their own opinion, their own position. They've got nothing. But they can sit there and yak. Yak, yak, yak. How can you say? How can you say that war is a hoax? I, I see people argue on the PlayStation. If people will argue on PlayStation, of course they will sit in trenches and throw grenades at each other. I'm surrounded by idiots. But I'm doing it of my own volition. No one's forcing me to be here. No one's going to force you to be here at Fakeologist.com. Come of your own volition. Leave of your own volition. Many people have done that. Some people come and they go. And they come and they go. And they come and they go again. Completely shamelessly. They leave in a huff and a puff and they come storming right back. Well, me, I don't know if I could leave this place for that long. I left for a few months one time. Left for a few months. It's getting hard to listen to some of the audio chats though lately. I have to be... I'm really struggling. Once upon a time, I would listen to all of them. And I stopped. Tried to get back into it. Lately, man, I'm struck. Does anyone out there actually do any research? Is there any original stuff being said here at Fakeologist.com? Honestly, I don't think there is. I'm not aware of it. I wish I was wrong. Now, of course, you don't need original research to have a good audio chat. Just a few people with a positive vibe. Just talking about their experiences of life, man. I can listen to that. I enjoy that. But even that doesn't really seem to be happening here lately. It's, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, I don't think you can blame Ab, man. Has anyone done more to facilitate this kind of conversation than Ab in this whole scene? Can anybody name me one person who's done more to facilitate this? And don't say the name JLB because my stuff is all on the website. You, the, you, the regular person can't just come and join my server. It doesn't work that way. Nope. And there's good reason for that. In terms of just letting anybody come along and share their opinions and talk about media fakery and these kinds of things, no. As far as I'm aware, and I've looked, no one's done more than ab of fakeologist.com. So if anything I have to say sounds critical of uh, ab, then uh, you're misunderstanding, you're mistaken what I'm saying. No, no. Very appreciative of what ab has done here at fakeologist.com. But it is unfortunate that the website has been infested by realologists lately. Seems, seems to me to be kind of counterintuitive in a way. Really? So you know about the nuclear bombs? You know, they're so silly. Like, do you really... Because once you really understand that, then belief in war becomes untenable. Right at that instant. Because both sides are in on the same story, man. Think through this. Think through this. Just think. They're both on the same side. Okay. So how can you have a war if you're on the same side? Just think. Oh, no. But, but they... The people who are in charge hate their people. They send them to war. Oh, really? So at what level? Think, just think through the logistics. So the people at the top of the countries all get along and they're happy to tell the same lies. Okay. Do they, do they not let their generals in on, on, the, on the lie? Like, do the generals believe the war is real? How far down the chain of command do you have to go before you find people who actually think this is real? Just think through this, man. Just think through it. It's a joke. It's a complete joke. Oh, but how can you say war is a hoax? You have to define war, and you have to define hope. 
Well, we've been through this several times over the last couple of years. So how many more times do we have to go through this? War, as it's presented, is this idea that you have two or more sides fighting, trying to kill each other in some kind of fight to the death. That's a lie. That's a hoax that never happened. It's not real. Okay, there weren't two lines of trenches throwing grenades at each other, shooting guns at each other. That never happened. It's not real. It's a hoax. That kind of war. Now, if you say to me, oh, I have a grandfather. I have a grandfather. He went off to war. Are you saying that he didn't do... Maybe he did go off to what was called war. That doesn't mean that he was shooting across trenches at other men, does it? Ah, oh, but he told me... He might have told you stories. You believe the stories. That's great. Doesn't make it real. Put yourself in the shoes of someone who's been sent overseas as part of a project for strategic relocation and demolition. And they spend six months, a year, 18 months, two years, man. Who knows how long some of the deployments were? And they come back to their family after all this time away. What exactly do you expect them to say? Oh, well, the newspaper's all propaganda and actually all we were doing was just uh, picking up rubble from demolition and actually I didn't shoot a single bullet in anger. Is that what you expect them to say? Really? Well, how about they went over when they were in their 20s and they're now in their 60s and 70s, getting very old. They've had years and years of programming themselves on the television about what happened and they've got little grandkids like, oh, Grandpa, we saw this film and like, war is really scary. Is that what it's like? What do you want? This man, this man who's 60 or 70 to say, uh, no children, the TV's lying, I didn't do anything like that at all. It wasn't, it wasn't scary, it was just boring and I wish I never went and your government's lying to you. Is that, what you. is that what you expect them to say, is it? Think through this. Think through this, man. And don't argue just because it's JLB saying, who, who am I? Who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit about JLB? I don't matter. So stop arguing with me just for the sake of arguing. Think through this. What exactly do you expect your grandfather to tell you? Oh, yeah, son. Oh, yeah, grandson. It's all an elaborate freaking ruse. They fooled me. They fooled all of us, man. All we were doing was just building stuff. Demolishing other stuff. Garbage. That's why I was away from, from my wife for two years. That's why I was away from my kid for two years. Tell what you expect to say. Think through this, man. Come on. Shit, man. Shit. So, yeah, war's a hoax. Okay, that's what I'm talking about when I say war. I'm talking about that kind of war. The idea that people are shooting at each other across trenches and all this other crap you've been showing on TV. That's not real. That's the war that I'm talking about. In terms of hoax, deception. Deception. Okay, you've been deceived about so-called war. You've been deceived. We all have. No shame in that. You know, young kids wearing their little red poppies for Remembrance Day, doing a minute's silence to mourn for the deaths of millions of people they've never met. Man, that is a base-level programming, man. How could anyone resist this? Nobody can resist it. Nobody will resist it. A minute, which is so long for a child spent imagining war, just like they've seen on TV. You know, Tell, tell Jane that I love her. All this crap, yeah. Been programmed with this shit. And then as a kid, you're sitting there with a little red poppy or standing there doing a little minute silence, man. That's powerful shit, man. That is powerful mind control right there. Nobody's resisting that. Not at that age. No way. No siree, Bob. Every now and then, one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. You saw something, didn't you, Eddie? Something to do with the case. There is no case. There never was. It's all just a big joke. It's a joke. Yeah, Dark City, man. Go and check it out. Yeah, the vast majority of people, man, even people who listen to these kind of podcasts, when they watch a movie, their mind is empty. 
So they start the movie, two hours later the movie's over. There's been no thoughts during that time other than, oh, I'm thirsty or I want you to go to the bathroom or something. There's no thoughts going on. There's no thoughts. Imagine that. If you're someone who watches a movie and your mind is constantly thinking about what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what's going on, what it's meant to mean, it's so easy to project that onto all of the other creatures around you. But in fact, most of them aren't doing that, and they never will. That's not how their minds work, man. Every now and then, one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. Do you think about the past much, Frank? As much as the next guy. See, I've been trying to remember things, clearly. But it's like, the more I think back, the more things start to unravel. It's like I've just been dreaming this life. And when I wake up, I'll be somebody else. Someone totally different. Yeah, Dark City, man. Go and check it out. And what you also need to check out is johnlevon.com. That's right, johnlevon.com, home of the first person, apparently, all of recorded human history. That's right, all of recorded human history to come along and say, uh, excuse me, are you claiming that you can weigh the earth with heavy balls in your shed? Is that your claim? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? That's what you want me to believe. You want me to believe that you or your experts, yeah, the people at the top of your religion, your clergy, you want me to believe that they can determine the mass of the entire earth with heavy balls hanging from a shed and a telescope. That's what you want me to believe, is it? Is that, is that what you want me to believe? Is that your position, sir? Is that what you are trying to get me to believe in my mind? Hmm? That's right, JohnTheBond.com. John the Bond, the first person to come on and say, yeah, I don't think so, buddy. I don't think so. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Just think through this. Heavy balls, shed, hanging from a roof, yeah? Telescope, yeah? Pen and paper, or quill and paper, I guess, back then. Really? You really really believe this, do you? Really, come on. It's me talking to here, just you and me, right? No one else can hear this. Do you really believe that anybody has ever determined the mass of the earth with heavy balls in a shed? Come on. It's me you're talking to here. Come on. Come on. No one else is around. Just think through this. Do you really believe they can do that? Do you really believe anybody's ever Come on. Come on. No, you don't. No, you don't. But you have to pretend that you do, of course, because to say otherwise is to open yourself up to a ridicule, yeah? It is to open yourself up to ostracism from the rest of the humans. And you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. No, no. So you have to go with the flow, bro. Just go with the flow, bro. Come on, man. They've got experts to work this shit out, man. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I'll tell you who I think I am. John LeBond from JohnLeBond.com. That's right. JohnLeBond.com. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit, man. Heavy balls hanging from a shed. you got to be kidding me, man. You've got to be kidding me. That's the story, bro. That's the story. Hold on, hold on. So you are you saying that no dinosaurs are real or just those ones in the middle of Australia? That's a very good question. Let me think about how much I want to tell you right now. Uh, in your case, no. I mean, maybe, you know, it's probably just those dinosaurs. I'm sure the rest are real. Just those particular ones that I saw. I think are uh, possibly fake, yeah. Or if they've impressed me, or I just feel like it at the time, honestly, bro, I think they're all fake, every last one of them. And before you start suggesting that I'm a creationist, let me just add in the caveat or add in a little addendum to this story. I think the Bible's a hoax as well, no more than 200 years. Yeah? Man, that's like pulling the rug out from underneath. Because they've already got the program sponsor ready to go. Oh, he's a creationist. Wow. I'm meeting a creationist in real life. Heard about it. Now you can kind of kibosh that right from the start. Pull the rug out from underneath their feet. 
No, bro. By the way, if you think I'm a creationist, guess again, because the Bible, 200 years old, tops. How can you say that the Bible is only 200 years old? How can you say? Well, I did this old-fashioned thing. I looked into it. Yeah. I decided to find out the official story and then trace through the sources and knock me down with a feather. There are no primary sources more than a couple of hundred years old. Would you believe that? No, you wouldn't believe it because you believe the television and the textbooks and what all the other people tell you. What you want to go and do is check this for yourself. Shit. That's right. That's right, man. Shit. 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 Shit, man. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on right now, man? Shit. What a time to be alive. Man, I was sitting with some regular people recently here in beautiful Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Man, if you get a chance to check I recommend you do it. Highly underrated city, if you ask me. Not necessarily a tourist hotspot. If you're just a tourist, then a few days here will be enough if you're in transit from one place to another. But if you're someone who likes to slow travel, spend a month in a place, yeah, man, KL should be higher on your priority list, in my personal opinion. Just my opinion. Hanging out with some regular people here in Kuala Lumpur not too long ago, and they're talking about technology. Technology comes up. These were mostly young people, or youngish, you know, people in their 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And one of them brings up Black Mirror, right? Black Mirror, they're like, oh, yeah, Black Mirror, you know, this, you know, the technology. And you can, you can kind of imagine where this is going. Here's Ab again. What is this, every 15 minutes? Here's Ab. If you like this audio and want to support the site in a small or big way, please hit the PayPal donate button on the side of the fakeologist.com webpage. You can show your support for as little as $1.19 a month by subscription or one-time donation. Thank you for your support. In my dream, I have a plan. Every single one of you who have supported abrofakeologist.com should feel good about yourselves because you have done something good. It's that simple. It's a black and white matter for me. You either support good things or you don't. Simple as that. Oh no, man, I'm fighting a new world order by spending my money on Netflix and on alcohol and weed and other things I'm addicted to, man. I don't give my money to good things. No, man, I'm fighting a new world order and shit. Morons. I am surrounded by morons. But there's no point in complaining, man. Imagine if I was surrounded by a world full of intelligent people. Imagine if I walked around every day feeling stupid. Man, it's bad enough when I walk away from one evening feeling stupid. Imagine if every day I was just walking around feeling stupid. That would suck. That would suck big time. Or would it? Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe some of the stupid people out there can fill us in. How does it feel? How does it feel to believe whatever TV tells you? Let me know. It's been a long time since I felt that way. Shit. So yes, abbotfakeologist.com. Good on every single one of you guys who are supporting abbot.com. Money, money, money. Always sunny in a rich man's world. You're really rich. Take a low income in Australia and move to KO. Holy shit. You live like a king. You'll be on the 20th floor of a 42-story building, if you don't mind, roof on the top, gym as well. Yeah. Won't cost you much more than you were paying for a shitty bedroom in a mediocre house, mediocre suburb in beautiful Brisbane, Australia. Lovely city, Australia. Well, Brisbane, Australia. Lovely country. Lovely country, man. Yeah, well, maybe I'll turn. Probably, hopefully. I'm sure I will. Very confident I will. So what was I saying? Oh, yes, these lovely people. So anyway, they're going on about technology. And, and the downsides of technology, right? Like, oh, technology, you know. That's what they were complaining about. 
advertisements. Like, oh, I Googled something and then I went to a different website and I got ads for it. And I was like, isn't that kind of a cool thing though? That your ads are targeted at you? Like, rather than advertising shit to you that you would never buy, they're targeting something that you might actually be interested in. Isn't that cool? And they're like, oh no, it's a, it's a bit creepy. It's like having a salesman behind my back. Yeah, but you don't have a salesman behind your back. That's a freaking computer algorithm. And then I gave them the example myself. Every time I log into Reddit now, I'm getting an advertisement for flights to Krabi. And I think Krabi is an island off either Thailand or Malaysia. I'm not sure. I keep needs to look it up. Let's look it up right now. Live on the air. Where the hell is Krabi? I know it's near here because I'm being offered cheap flights to it. Krabi on southern Thailand's west coast. There you go. But it's not an island. I was wrong. Ah, it's just across from Phuket. I see. I see, I see. So there you go. So whenever I log into Reddit, off I fly to Krabi. Now, and this is the point I made with my uh, lovely friends uh, not too long ago. I said to them, now what if my advertisement, instead of saying 300 ringgit, said 80 ringgit, yeah? Like what if it really was a good deal? I would be thankful that they had offered me that deal because I'd click it, go get the ticket, you're off to the races. And then one of my uh, esteemed... Uh, co-attendees of this event said, oh, but w- when you do click on those ads, the, the prices are never as cheap as advertised. And I have experienced this. I've experienced clicking on one of those ads, and then when you get there, the flight, no, it's, it's like a bait and switch, isn't it? It's like a click bait and switch. But then I made the point, yeah, sure, but false advertising is always, you know, they could be advertising to you randomly, not targeted, still do the false advertising. So that's, that complaint that you have is not a function of the targeted advertising, it's just advertising in general. The target advertising is still can be useful because they're targeting the STU. That's the whole idea. How is this necessarily a bad thing? And then I gave the example of how cool technology is, man. I can catch a grab, which is like an Uber. Some dude I've never met will pick me up in a car. He will drive me somewhere. He will get an amount of money for that that he's happy with or else he wouldn't be doing it. I'm only paying what I'm happy with or else I wouldn't be paying it. And then I get dropped off where I want to go. I enjoy myself. I catch another grab back home. They're called grabs here. I don't know. Asia's, it's all Grab, not Uber. Australia's still Uber. They think it's amazing when I say that. I'm like, oh, in Australia, it's cool. And they're like, oh, we used to have that. But then they're gone now. Like, they kind of think like we're backwards, which we probably are. Maybe we are. Maybe one day we'll grab in Australia. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, once I'm finished here having fun here, I'm catching a grab back to my place. I'm staying in Airbnb, man. The person whose apartment I'm staying in, I've never met them. I never will meet them. I'll come to their place. I'll stay here for seven days. I'll make sure it's in the same condition it was when I got here. And then I'm out of here. That's it. Probably never come here again in my life. All possible thanks to technology, you see. Very interesting to me that people here in Kuala Lumpur would be watching Black Mirror and taking cues on the, on the bad, bad side of technology. Very interesting to me. Very interesting. Of course, there are some downsides. One of my other esteemed co-attendees at this event talking about sitting in the middle of a six-person table on their smartphone on this smartphone, just scrolling through shit. And of course, I had to be the bad guy and kind of point out, you know, this is a little bit impolite. You know, I did it as taxes as I could. Didn't even make specific reference to their smartphone. Just decided, you know, yeah, I mean, one of the downsides is that some people will, you know, get on their smartphones and, and sort of not have, uh, not interact with the people around them. And then I made the point, here in Malaysia, I get this. I was in a grab once, and then on the radio, there was an advertisement. So just imagine normal ads. You've got ads for... It was the Harvey Norman, actually. It was like a, they're a white wood trailer in Australia. Apparently, they're here in Malaysia as well. Go figure. The ad after Harvey Norman, and it, it went like this. 
Uh, when you're out with your friends, put away the phone. Enjoy interacting with real people. You know, something like this. It was apparently an ad from, from the government, from the Malaysian government, trying to encourage people, young people I suppose, especially, to not let the phone get in the way of real interaction with real people, real life, at a real, a real cafe. And, uh, and hopefully, I mean, it seems as though my, my point that I was making, my polite criticism was understood because for the next, I don't know, half hour, that phone went away, but uh, it came back out again. So, of course, there are downsides to technology. You know, this is change. It's going to be good and bad with changes. This is the nature of things. But uh, anyway, man, I just wanted to stay up and talk for because the cricket's on and I had a funny feeling Pakistan were no chance, but I wanted to imagine they were a chance. I still enjoy my sports ball from time to time. So I wanted to imagine that Pakistan could pull off an amazing win. There are tribals in India. Huh, isn't that funny? India and Pakistan. In cricket, this is one of the biggest rivalries. Right? You've got the Ashes between Australia and England. Big rivalry. Because, you know, they're the mother country and... Uh, they colonised us, so goes the story, and uh, all the rest of it. But there's another massive rivalry between India and Pakistan. Because, of course, according to the history of our place, they kind of used to be the same country or the same people, kind of. They both are nuclear powers. Yeah, isn't that cool? The nuclear powers duking it out on a cricket field. Don't you like that? Of course, nukes are a hoax. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. That's a fact. Anybody who tells you otherwise is, in fact, a liar. Period. End of story. That's my opinion, anyway. So, yes, I was like, man, when I get home, I'm just going to drink some and watch the cricket. And I was like, no, fuck the cricket, man. Let's go and chat. And there's no here to chat with. And I thought, you know what, that's probably for the best. Probably for the best. Let me just do a monologue. But I think that's long enough for now. So what I might do is cut this out, upload it, and upload it to my Podbean account for the public to listen to at johnthebond.com. I'll advertise it via my YouTube channel. And uh, that'll be sweet. I've had a few people ask me here, like, what do you do? What do you do exactly? And I've tried giving different versions of the truth, like, well, I'm a blogger. That's kind of true. Uh, well, I work on the internet. That's, that's true. I mean, I've always given honest answers, but there's different information that you can give. And um, I've tried saying YouTube a couple of times, and the question I get back is generally, oh, how much can you make? Man, it's like, well, I don't actually make any money from YouTube. And if you want to make money from YouTube, it's very difficult. Anybody tells you otherwise is a liar. But what I do is I use YouTube to promote my website. And that's how I make a little bit of money. Not much, a little bit. But the YouTube channel is there, so what I'll do is I'll... Uh, sorry, as I was telling that story, I've just got images in my head of like what happened when I told people the channel. And Man, I wish I had that original channel with the 7,000 subs. I could really milk that. You know, 7,000 subs, you're like a mini celebrity, man. Whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, I've got like 130 subs. That's nothing, you know. Nothing. People are still intrigued by it, but man, imagine if I could just point to that. What was that video that went viral? You know what I'm talking about. The one where I pretended I was upset. Ariana Grande, that's the one. Man, imagine if I could point to that Ariana Grande video. I went semi viral. 700,000 views, if you don't mind. You know? There's something like a two minute video, they can watch it. They wouldn't get it, of course, but. And I can't do it anymore. YouTube got rid of me. Ah, well, we had a good run, man. You've got to look back with fondness at the good times, don't you? You know, you can sit there and complain about the uh, the ending of things, but there were some good times there, man. There were some real good times. Magic. All started five years ago. Can you believe that? October of 2014. Hello and welcome to the Australian Roundtable Podcast. Blah, 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 bl
Let's take a look at the rundown for today. We're talking about some nonsense on the news that isn't important enough for us to talk about. We're going to talk about some government legislation that might be through sometime soon. And we'll talk about something that one of us has researched that no one gives a shit about because all people want is entertainment. All right, let's go to you first, Ethan. Yeah, thanks, John. And those were the days. Man, those were the days. But you know, I realised something recently. I think of all of the days as the days. Every period of my past, I'm like, man, those were the days. It's like, all the days were the days, except for these days. <sighs> these days, these days aren't those days. These aren't the days, you know. These are the days that I'm living the dream. I dreamed of this. You know, I'm looking out right now. I probably should have mentioned this. I'm looking out the window of a... I don't want to say luxury apartment. It's not, it's not that good. It's not, like, it does have a rooftop pool, which is pretty sweet, on the 42nd floor. You can see the whole city. It's pretty amazing. But it's not, like, it's not super luxury. It's definitely better than afford in Melbourne. That's for damn sure. As uh, Pandia gets out Muhammad Hafiz, that's the end of the match, man. 26 overs in, and the match is practically over. Functionally over. There's a problem with cricket, man. If you lose your first three or four wickets in a one day, statistically, there's almost no chance of coming back. It can happen, but... You're not going to stay up to watch it, are you? I'm not. I'm going to bed. Fuck it. Pardon my language. See so Hafiz is out. So I was just saying, oh, yeah, so I'm looking out right now as I speak. I'm looking out across Kuala Lumpur, and, um, and this was a dream, man. Live in nice places, nice and make my money on the internet, go and meet people, completely different people, hear their stories, learn about them, travel the world. This is a dream. These are the days. But, man, sometimes I don't feel like the days. But I know for a fact in two years I'll look back and I'm like, man, those days, man. Yeah. When you're in the days, they don't feel like the days. You look back and you think, no, nah, man, those were the days. The ARP, back when we had like 20 live listeners, and we were happy. So happy. Live listeners, like, shit, man. Getting the message out there, yeah. Those were the days. Back before I knew about Cavendish. Long before I knew about Cavendish. Long before I knew about the dinosaurs. Or the nukes. Or war. Or history. Ancient history, guys. For those of you who are still listening, and this is all tell you something. Ancient Greece, ancient China, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, they're all fake. They're not. We all imagine in our minds there's this time in the past, that time goes back thousands of years, and that in this time there were humans, not so dissimilar from us, living their lives as ancient Romans, as ancient Greeks, etc. That's what we all have in our minds. But it's not real. It never happened. Okay? It never happened. It's not real. What? How can you say? How can you say that ancient Greece never happened? We have vases that have been dug up by archaeologists. I'll tell you how I can say that it didn't happen. Because it didn't happen. You're not going to find any primary sources that go back more than a couple hundred years for ancient Greece, ancient China, etc. And you know how I know this? Because I've searched. People I know have searched. They've found the same thing as me. And all of my critics, all of my haters, all of the contrarians and realologists out there, they haven't done any research, they're not presenting anything. Where's their articles? Where's their videos? Where's their research? They haven't done any. They're not going to do any. They're incapable. That's not what they're here for. That's not their role in this realm. That's not how it works, man. I'll tell you right now, for free. Here at fakeologist.com. Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, so when I started this journey, man, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It wasn't even me, man. Go back five years, up to me. Such a different me. Things change in five years, don't they? For some of us, they do. For some people, things are pretty much the same, which is fair enough. Continuity is nice, I guess. Continuity of self. Continuity of thought. 
continuity of personhood, all the same, same, same. Month to month, year to year, how's this person any different? What have you learned? What revelations have you had? What thoughts have you changed? How'd you change them? No, 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 no. Same, 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 same. Okay. And I get it. I see. I see. But for me, yeah, five years, hard to grow. Holy shit. What are we now, June? So, September, October, June, July, August. Yeah, I've got like three months, man. Not even. Three months and we've reached half a decade from when I first started creating content. That is unbelievable, man. Here I am living a dream. These are the days. Not yet. These aren't the time. The days, man. Those days, man. Cruising through KL, Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, Phnom Penh. Yeah, those were the days, man. Those were the days. Those were, <laughs> those were the days, man. Those were the days. Well, they're the days now, bro. And I'll wake up in my bed tomorrow, and hopefully tomorrow's Monday morning, and I'm still living the dream. I could wake up in my bed tomorrow and. I'm back in Brisbane working a she dead-end job and it was all just a dream. It is possible. Maybe I'll dream again. Sometimes one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen, but it does. You're scaring your wife to death, Eddie. She's not my wife. I don't know who she is. I don't know who any of us are. What makes you say that? Do you think about the past much, Frank? You see, I've been trying to remember things. Clearly remember things. But it's like the more I try and think back the more things start to unravel. It's like I've just been dreaming this life, and when I wake up, I'll be somebody else. Someone totally different. You saw something, didn't you, Eddie? Something to do with the case. There is no case. There never was. It's all just a big joke. It's a joke. Riding the subway, going around in circles. Going round in circles. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit. Going round in circles like heavy lead balls on a torsion balance in a shit 200 years. Metal. And you really believe that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You probably believe that men dug trenches and threw mustard. Mm-hmm. Why would they lie? Why would they lie about that? Why would they lie? How can you say? No. If you're going to disagree with the official story, then you have to present an alternative model. How's this for an alternative model? They're lying. How's that? How can you say? Ah, oh, Gaia, there is hope for you yet, mate. There's hope for all of us. I haven't given up hope yet. Not for you. There's still a chance. It's a very slim chance, let's be honest. Let's be blatantly, brutally honest. It's a slim chance, but there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah, it's not a... It's not much of a chance. Honestly, there's probably, there's, let's be honest, there's probably no chance, but I have to tell myself, because otherwise it's very difficult to mix with certain people. So I have to tell myself, no, there's a chance, man. There's a chance. The evidence might all speak to the contrary, but you know what, man? I'm nothing if not. I'll tell you that right now. You've got to be doing what I'm doing, man. How the hell are you going to deal with all the haters? Yeah, all the contrarians, all the realologists out there in fake How are you going to deal with these people? If you're not an optimistic person, that's what I always say. Bit of optimism, never going astray. Yeah, yeah, boy. How much are those flights to Krabi? 300 ringgit. You're going to have to do better than that algorithm. I know you're listening. You can do better than 300 ringgit. Make it 150. We'll talk, bro. We'll talk. We'll talk. But I have to go. So on the 17th of June, 2019, Apple spoken about here at com. I've suggested that there's not a very big number of people out there in media fakery land. And I'm not saying this is a criticism or a complaint, it's just me observing, me sharing my observations. 
there's not many out there. Of those who are out there, there's a sub-segment of what I call realologists who want to argue that things are real. And I'm suggesting that they're doing this because they have to say that it's real to be in opposition to JLB. To be in opposition to JLB means to get attention. This is how contrarians operate. How else will they get attention? They're doing no exposition. They're doing no work, man. They called it two years ago. Where's your work? Show me your work. Man, Dave J called it. And then I started explaining why I believe that war is a hoax. I mean, come on, nuclear bombs are war is real. Come on, and think through this. And then I started saying some people are so, some people are not. Because I have to believe that they know the mass of Mars. 6.12 times 10 to the 20 something. Let's check it right now on Mars Wikipedia. Wikipedia.org. What's the official story of Mars? Let's go and find out. Right now. Let's have a look. I know it's their mass. Oh, I was close. 6.4 times 10 to the 23 kilograms, or 10% roughly of Earth's. That's a heavy, heavy mass, bro. That's a heavy mass. How do they know this? Heavy balls hanging from the torsion balance in a shed, and you listening wherever you are in the world, you would if it wasn't a JLB. That's a fact. I wish I was wrong. I wish someone covered this before me, man. You find the evidence that somebody did, bro, I'll give them credit. But for the time being, as far as I'm aware, which your main man, JLB, who at the time was coming from Brisbane live from the ball skeptic around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2015. That's right. That's right. That's why you know about Cavendish, man. Thanks to JLB. Notice how I say thanks to JLB and not thanks to... It wasn't me. It was some guy a few years ago. Yeah, some other guy. And they paid me to replace him, you know, because that guy was getting off the chain. So they had to get rid of him and replace him with me. So that's why I say JLB. It wasn't me. It was JLB. JLB comes along and he's like, duh, 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 how do they know? <laughs> what the fuck? No way. That is not your story. Stop playing silly games with me. There's no way that that's... Nobody really believes that. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? This can't be real. No one really believes... Does anyone know? Does anyone know that this is a story? Guys, did you know that this is a... You didn't know? Does anyone... Has anyone actually checked it? All you guys sitting around complaining about the official story, have you checked it? Don't give me your bullshit flat earth and your bullshit concave earth and other crap. Let's just deal with the official story for a moment. Did you know that they're claiming they can... How can you say? How can you say that they can't weigh the earth? I'm a geologist. I'm telling you right now, one of the best pieces of fakeologist radio, and I might even play this in a promo video for this upload that I'll be doing from this call, was when Dave J was chatting with Gaia, and Dave J was trying to explain to Gaia that you can have words, that the words are different to the concept, which a lot of people don't understand. Same as many people can't understand that the map is not the terrain, the model is not the earth. Most people are incapable of understanding this. But Dave J was trying, boy was he trying. It's like, Gaia, do you understand that if I go and get a rock, and I put icing and a candle on the rock, and I call it a cake, that it's still just a rock? And Gaia's response, yeah, I'm a geologist. And Dave's response was, yeah, I'm sure you are. I, I know at least one other human who gets why this is so funny to me. But I reckon there's a lot of people out there who, they're like, Shelby, why is that funny to you? What is so amusing about that little exchange? And it's one of those things where it's like, if I have to explain it, no explanation is going to be sufficient. Brilliant. Brilliant radio here at fakeologist.com. <sighs> that was a couple of years ago, man. Those were the days. Those were the days. See, as I spoke about Cavendish, the heavy balls in his shit. By the way, if you're new to this, man, if you don't, like, if you think, boy, you're in the ride, you are in for the ride of your life. 
www.johnlebond.com. Go to key topics. Go to Cavendish. And uh, yeah, giddy up. Goodness gracious me. So I spoke about that for a little bit. And then I shared an anecdote about uh, contrarianism. And this is not all necessarily in order. I shared an anecdote about contrarianism. Very interesting cab ride or grab ride that I had where the grab driver was like 10 steps ahead of me. That happens sometimes, man. I'm very intelligent in some ways. I'm very dumb in other ways, man. That's just a fact of the matter. Just how it is. And I also shared an anecdote about some other people who I met here in beautiful Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where they're concerned about technology and the algorithm they're doing, but I'm like, maybe the algorithms are not so bad. Maybe they're doing us a favor. And maybe the algorithm who shared my video with 700,000 people around the world Maybe that was doing me a favour as well. I'm appreciative of that. And uh, then I spoke a little bit about the cricket, which is only going from bad to worse for Pakistanis. Mind you, man, if any team can win from 5 for 1 4, it's the Pakistanis, man. It's all bookmaker nonsense rigs, bro. You want a team that rigs cricket in world cricket? I'll tell you right now, man, the Pakistanis, they threw a match in Sydney, a test match. They used to have these brothers playing for him. Mum was a wicketkeeper. I forget their name. We're going back about 10 years. To this day, I'm absolutely certain they threw that match. And then also, there was a, I think it was a semi-final. There was a big match in a T20 tournament back in 2010. I was in South Africa at the time, where the Pakistanis were smashing us. And then they lost. If memory serves me. I have to double-check. It's been a while since I've sort of gone through those memories. But yeah, man, they're corrupt as fuck. There was a World Cup, Cricket World Cup, years and years ago, where Pakistan was one of the minnow nations. It might have been Afghanistan, Bangladesh. I think it was Zimbabwe. And next thing, their coach at the time, Bob Wilmer, was dead. So, let's see how good my memory is. It's like the more I try to think back, everything starts to unravel. Here we go. Robert Andrew Wilmer, known as Bob Wilmer, was an English cricket coach, cricketer, and commentator. Played in a few test matches, won days, and he coached South Africa, Warwickshire, and Pakistan. On 18 March 2007, Wilmer died suddenly in Jamaica just a few hours after the Pakistan team's unexpected elimination at the hands of Ireland in the 2007 Cricket World Cup. Okay, so I was wrong. It wasn't Zimbabwe. It was Ireland. Same idea, though. These are minnow countries in world cricket. Okay, these are not teams who Pakistan should be losing. No major team, especially back then when the minnows were worse than they are now, no major team should be losing. All right? And, th- and that wasn't just a loss. They were out of the world. Shortly afterwards, Jamaican police announced that they were opening a murder investigation. In November of that year, a jury recorded an open verdict and they concluded that he died of natural causes. So the coach Pakistan team died a few hours at the age of 59. Let me do some quick maths here. Yeah, 59. So you've got an English man, he's coaching in Pakistan, who were just, they, they, they're known for match fixing. Somehow they've been bungled out of the World Cup. A few hours later, man, this guy's dead. Yeah, very interesting stuff. But yeah, if any team can come back from five for one, stand there. Because right now they'd be paying 100 to one, load up on the win, and then just go for it, man. And uh, you could live like a king on those kind of winnings. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to bother watching it, man. Time to get a bit, a bit tired. A couple more days here in beautiful KL, and then it's off to Ho Chi Minh. That's right. That's right. Off to Vietnam, off to Saigon. Going to Ho Chi Minh? Yeah, it's Saigon and Ho Chi Minh at the same city. Some of you guys probably knew that. I don't think I did know that. What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Give me a second. Yeah, I've got no idea what the hell that was. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. 
some kind of noise. Don't know if it was coming from inside or outside the building. But I'm 24s up, so I think I'll be all right. Uh, but anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, that's right. Old Bobby Warmer. Hmm, cricket. Yes, and it's time for bed for me. But uh, I've enjoyed this chat. Thanks to com for facilitating this call. And a big thanks to all the people who support him here at fakeologist.com. A uh, special shout-out to my main man, Guy, out there supposedly in South America by way of Holland. Hopefully one day he'll take me up on an offer to debate some of these topics. He kind of ran away when I offered that to him not so long ago. So maybe he'll uh, come to the party next time, Guy, and hopefully we can have a nice civil conversation. And uh, as for me, big thanks to all the people supporting JohnTheBond.com. John the Bond. Big thanks to all the people out there around the world who are supporting what I do. Some of them agree with me about war, some of them disagree. That's cool, we can disagree, it's no problem. Some of them agree with me about history, some of them disagree. No problem, though. Some of them agree about dinosaurs being a hoax, some of them disagree. Not a problem. What we have in common is an interest in talking about these things, having some fun, and uh, seeing what comes next. So on the 17th of June, 2019, thanks to everybody out there who's doing good work, who's supporting good work. It all means a lot to me. And to those of you who like to hate, like to get some attention, who knows, man? Maybe there's hope for all of us yet. And take care of yourself. That's all, folks.